Oh, baby, you know what that sound means. It's time for The Edge with Terry Waldrop on ESPN 97.7. Terry talks about all the hottest topics in sports every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. He's controversial, he's charismatic, and he's the captain of this ship for the next hour. Here's your host, Terry Waldrop. All right, all right, all right. Welcome in ESPN 97.7. Terry Waldrop with you here. Colwell Group One Realty Studio, downtown West Monroe, the big black curtains obscuring the view of the Mercedes dealership. That is the parking lot here at the Colwell Realty Banker Building. John Tabor, who does not drive a Mercedes, running the uh, mothership over at the Death Star. Tabor, what's up today, man? What's up? Well, it's just me today, and you guys, before you text in and ask where Jamie's at, I think Jamie had a meeting with his probation officers this morning. Something didn't work out quite. I'm just kidding. Uh, Not going to be able to be with us today. We'll be back in uh, full swing tomorrow, and so looking forward to getting him back. Uh, Special programming note on Friday. We're going to have, and I've had several texts about this, or not several, but more than more than a couple. Uh, James DeMeo is one of the leading sports security guys in the country. He's the guy that opened the Barclays Center. He's done Super Bowl security, you name it. He's going to be in, and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, personal security at sporting events, at schools, et cetera, and maybe get him uh, a little bit into, and he just moved from Austin, where they had a, a stabbing the other day with one fatality on the campus, so... Really timely, interesting information. Uh, James uh, DeMeo becoming a, a regular here and good stuff. So looking forward to that. We'll get him in about 930 on Friday, so plan ahead for that one. We are brought to you by our title sponsor, somebody that always plans ahead himself, Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital. Folks, simply the best pet pair you're going to get anytime in the free world. Go see him, U.S. 165 North in Monroe, 318-345-4545, 318-345-4545. Tell them you heard about it on The Edge and ESPN. John, I want to get right into this. Uh, I, I had a bunch of people send this to me, and I thought it was uh, very timely. And, again, I, I get into a lot of topics, and, and I do appreciate it. I had several texts yesterday. Uh, Jamie and I did a show. We were t- uh, we went everywhere from, from Joe Mixon uh, down the line, kind of giving you opinions, things of that nature. I like bringing things up, folks, that people are uncomfortable about. And let me tell you why. Simply for the fact that it involves everybody. And if you talk about things, you tend to get some understanding maybe where you didn't. In other words, you look at the other person's point of view. I've told this story uh, numerous times on my show before, but before I get into the baseball, I'll just go really quickly again. The, the best class I've ever had in college, I, I was working on my master's degree, and it was a, it was a what was it, a, a management ethics class. And so the hot-button topics of the day, uh, the, the ones that are still out there today, of course, back then, the, uh, the gay marriage wasn't a big issue, but, you know, today, obviously, it is. But the, the, the natural ones, uh, capital punishment, uh, abortion, things of that nature. Anyway, there were seven to ten things on there. And so the instructor made you put your personal beliefs down. I like this, I don't like this, I like this, don't like this. Then they call you up before the class, and they make you argue the opposite of what your beliefs are. 
In other words, if you uh, were for free college education, they made you argue against it. And I'm using that as to the least offensive thing I can do because, uh, you know, that's just the way we are today. But anyway, you get the idea. Long story short, I don't think anybody changed their mind per se. However, it gave you, as you researched the topic, it gave you pause to consider other people, uh, other groups, uh, other uh, religious organizations, whoever it might be, a different point of view. It's not better than yours, but it's just different. And the fact that we can appreciate that makes us uh, beings that have made us America for a very long time. At any rate, uh, I've sort of gone off on a lot of the parade, and I call them gutless administrators around the country. And if you don't know these guys, then you're probably living under a rock or a cave in Afghanistan. Uh, the gutless administrators are the ones that capitulate to the parents. Uh, Susie is not playing as much as mom and dad think she needs to. Uh, never mind the fact that Susie never practices. Is it a bad teammate? And they get the coach fired. Well, folks, this is co- this is an epidemic level across the country. Now, before I get accused of taking up for coaches all the time, I will tell you, there's some bad coaches out there, folks. Just like there's bad teachers and bad doctors. Look. Somebody's flying on a plane today, and the, and the airline pilot was last in his class. Somebody's having surgery today, and the guy doing the surgery was ranked last in his class. Yeah, think about that one for a minute. And so I, I do take up for coaches when they deserve to be, as I did as an athletic director. And when they're wrong, you call them out. There's a bunch of wrong stuff going on with coaches, and there's a bunch of right stuff going on. Well, anyway, this was out in Arizona, and I had like 30 people send me this yesterday. John, play that clip real quick, and then we'll uh, we'll get into the meat of it. A championship high school baseball coach is out of a job, and he claims that the school got rid of him because they said he didn't communicate effectively with millennials. Danielle Miller talked to the coach, and she joins us now live. What does that even mean? Harry, he's uh, actually unsure himself here tonight. We spoke with this uh, former coach here at Desert Vista, Stan Lukatich. He tells us that the uh, the news that the principal and athletic director did not want him back for another season hit him out of nowhere. He was telling us today that he planned on being here for at least a few more seasons, but all of that changed earlier this month. On April 3rd, Desert Vista High School baseball coach Stan Lukatich says he was called into the athletic director's office. He said uh, you need to strongly consider resigning at the end of the year. He says after telling the AD he would not resign, a few days later he was called in to meet with the principal and the athletic director. Within the conversation, they asked me again to resign, and I said I would not resign. But I did ask, you know, if you coach 42 years, you should at least know why. Uh, the athletic director had previously told me your kids don't play with passion and energy and the principal said to me you do not effectively communicate with Millennials I think from what she said she believes I'm too tough on kids that I have rules that she feels are outdated Um, for example we have a reasonable haircut rule kids uh, no facial hair I thought those might be appropriate someday in their life. Lukatich started the baseball program in 1996 at Desert Vista. He's had success on and off the field, producing winning seasons and preparing young players for their future. They're awesome kids, but they need to have boundaries. 
And so we've always tried to create boundaries for kids within reason uh, for them to be successful within an athletic program. Although still confused about the reasons for being let go, Lukatic says the support he's gotten since it's happened has been overwhelming. The texts I've gotten and phone calls in the last 48 hours, they're out. What I do as men, and I'm proud of that. Unbelievable, folks. You don't communicate well with millennials. And, you know, I can't believe the haircut rule. That's just incredible. I mean, you know, I can't believe that actually people have standards and they have things that you have to go by in order to be part of an extracurricular team. Folks, it's not a right for you to be in the band. You don't have a right to be on the football team. You don't have a right to these things. These are privileges. Now, if you go to a public school, you have a right to go to a public school. You have a right to go to math class in that public school. You don't have a right to play athletics or extracurricular activities. That is a privilege. That is where we're losing this. Your athletic director said your teams don't play with passion. Oh, I don't know. We just won a state championship. I guess we're just so supremely talented. Likely the athletic directors never called a timeout or coached a day in their life. Don't know that. Just a guess on my part. You're seeing a lot more business people, especially at the collegiate level, that are athletic directors. Now, it used to be that it was uh, that it was coaches that had coached for a long time that understood what was going on. They would move them to the athletic director position. Now it is uh, more like Wall Street guys, and it's a springboard. You, you think college coaches use springboards to try to go other places? Get in the athletic director realm. Uh, those guys, a lot of them are just hired hitmen. They come in, they fire a bunch of people, they bounce to the next spot, they do the same thing, and it's upward mobility. You also have some great athletic directors. Uh, I had the opportunity to work for uh, uh, a couple really good athletic directors. Uh, I thought I was an average athletic director collegiately, and then I had an opportunity to work for uh, some less than stellar individuals as well. And believe me, it's like your teachers, folks. If your kid has a bad teacher, that's not necessarily uh, the worst thing that could happen. The reason I say that, you need a bad coach, you need a bad teacher, you need a bad boss sometimes to really make you appreciate the good ones. Anyway, fast forward or rewind back to this. Um, Lukacu is the coach out in Arizona. Uh, People did not like his haircut rule. No facial hair. Well, that is, a, that is a violation of my First Amendment right, Coach Walter, but it's freedom of speech. Yes, th- that may be, but uh, they have rules on teams. They have rules at businesses. For example, there are a lot of industry that work around heavy machinery. They do not let you have facial hair. Why? It is a job hazard. It's a job hazard, folks. Oh, your beard got stuck in the machine and sucks you down into it. Now you're dead. Hey, but the facial hair look good as long as you have it. Personally, I got nothing against facial hair, uh, dreadlocks, tattoo, whatever you want to have. You can put a bolt through your head as far as I'm concerned. It doesn't bother me. However, if you're representing my company, my business, my organization, where I make my livelihood, my brand, it's a whole different issue. And so this guy had a facial hair rule in high school. Andrew chimes in. Paul Maneri has a facial hair rule, too. He still has a job and probably will for a long time. 
Uh, yes, there are actually athletic directors worse than Joe Oliva out there, apparently, and uh, one of them was in high school in Arizona. So this guy has standards. You guys tell me what you think about this. 888-993-7762, 888-993-7762, Washita Valley Federal Credit Union Hotline. Am I blowing my gasket over this for no reason? Uh, I love this guy's quote. This coach just got fired because he does. How would you like to get fired because you don't communicate to millennials as well as they want you to? Oh, by the way, you're a salesman. You just had the best sales uh, record of anybody in your organization. Yeah, you don't you don't relate to the customers very well. You got to go hit the bricks. See ya. Yeah, you might be a little irritated at that too. But this this guy is is first class above board with it. You talk about flying above the fray. Here's his quote. They're awesome kids, but they have to have boundaries. So we've always tried to create boundaries for kids within reason to be successful within our athletic program. And so, good Lord forbid, this guy is actually thinking about stuff more than just winning baseball games, which he wins a bunch of baseball games. He's won two state championships. He's pretty good. And you, there are a lot of good people that don't win state championships, folks, or national championships. Tremendous amount of people that are very good. So he's trying to do stuff off the field as well as on the field. And, yeah, he doesn't relate to millennials. Uh, let's jump to the Washita Valley Federal Credit Union hotline and talk to Jay. Jay, help me out before I have to duct tape my head to keep it from exploding. Well, What's up, I look Jay? at it like this. Hey, Terry, how you doing, man? I'm good, my friend. Thanks for calling. You saved me probably an aneurysm here. I don't have that. I look at it like this. Uh, Coach Michael Lyons, that coach at Grambling High for all those years, Coach Lyons used to have a rule that you had to cut your hair because he said, and on game day, you had to wear shirt, tie, all of that because he said, we're businessmen. When you get out there into the real world, nobody's going to let you come into their business running their corporation looking crazy. And we are going to these people's gym to kick their behind and get back on the bus and go back home. And so Super One used to have a rule when I worked there. You couldn't have facial hair. You had to cut it. Like, and if you came to work and you had a few little strands sticking out of your face that had some razor blades in the bathroom and some barbasol, and you had to go back there and shave your face. Man, it's it's unreal. I mean, you you mean if you go to work at CenturyLink or one of these other companies in Monroe, and there's a rule that you don't like, you can't have your mommy go up to uh, the CEO at CenturyLink and get that changed. I mean, are you, is that what you're telling me? Because I can't believe that. Because it's so easy apparently to do in school systems. Well, the problem now is everybody's so afraid of getting sued. You know, um, twenty years ago, like you're talking about 1996, when this guy started coaching. Yeah, you know, I mean, back then. I mean, I know, I've seen football coaches absolutely knock kids out back in in high school. They'd bust you right upside your head if you did something <laughs> you weren't supposed to do. Now if you touch on this, oh, my God, here comes the lawyer. Here comes uh, Bobby Manning up there with some papers for you because you're getting sued because the parent does not like the way a teacher or a coach talks to their child. But then when the child gets in trouble, then it's, Oh, my God, nobody did nothing to save my child when my child went to the school when they were younger. Jay, you can't have it both ways. You're exactly 100% correct. You can't have the thing both ways. 
Can you? You can. And then the parents get mad when you take, like, the child Dietrich, them were talking about this going to Harvard. I guarantee you, if you pulled up that child's disciplinary record, I bet you it's just clean because Harvard's not going to take him. But you want your child, everybody wants their child to be the next, you know, uh, Deshaun Watson and LeBron and Kobe. Those guys are one in a billion. And those guys have discipline. And if you don't allow these coaches and these teachers to discipline children when they're younger, that's how they end up being Pac-Man Jones. And you end up with a Joe Mixon breaking a girl's face. That's how you end up with those situations. Oh, it's crazy, man. Joe, I appreciate the call, man. Excellent points. We are no late problem. for a break. Hey, you call back anytime, man. Great points there. Good stuff there, John. You put him through when he calls back. Jay can call anytime. Good stuff. You're listening to ESPN 97.7. I got about 400 texts to read when we get back. I think I touched a nerve here. Hey, but relax, folks. I'm not done yet. You think you're angry now? Just wait. You're listening to ESPN 97.7. Terry Waldrop. At the Edge, this segment appropriately sponsored enough by my friend, Mr. Bobby Manning, who, by the way, I coach Bobby, but I never physically abused him, probably because he'd have beat me up. But uh, go by and check Bobby out. Tremendous North Louisiana attorney specializing in criminal defense, wrongful death, personal injury, whatever you need. Bobby Manning is your guy. Don't delay. Call him today. 318-342-1411. 318-342-1411. Bobby Manning, attorney at law. Tell him you heard it on the Edge and yes. PN Beckel Memento. On a big truck's journey, the driver faces long hours, unrealistic deadlines, and fatigue. Driver fatigue could lead to devastating accidents, leaving people seriously injured or killed. A big truck wreck requires serious legal help. I'm attorney Bobby Manning. If you've been involved in a wreck with a big truck, I know what to do for you. Don't delay. Call me today. Attorney Bobby Manning, office in Monroe. Call 324-1411. Right now, if you're near Briard Street in Monroe or near Trenton Street in West Monroe, you'll spot something big happening in front of TP Outdoors. The Big Tent Sale. Celebrating the grand reopening of our West Monroe store. Through May 20th, TP has priced everything under the Big Tent at up to 80% off. This includes the Savage 64F semi-automatic 22 long rifle for only $97. Plus a free box of CCI 22 ammo. Only at TP will you find the club blind from Primo's for just $77.97 and the Primo's Club XL blind for just $88.77 and a federal 325 round box of 22 LR ammo for an incredible $18.88. If it's at TP, it's on sale. Sporting goods, firearms, hunting gear, and hardware on sale at up to 80% off. Shop TP Outdoors right now through Saturday, May 20th because that's when the big tops come down at both stores. The big tent sale. Celebrating the grand reopening of TP Outdoors on Tritton Street in West Monroe and TP Outdoors on Briard Street in Monroe. Folks, it's time you got the internet speed and reliability you deserve. It's time for City of Ruston's Fiber Internet. Hi, Kevin with High Tech here. Let's leave the slow speeds and the multiple interruptions behind. Plans starting at less than $100 per month. Isn't it time you got the internet speed and reliability you deserve? Call us today at 582-1800 to learn more. That's high tech, 582-1800. What I tell you about my friends at North Monroe Animal Hospital. Specializing in all medical and surgical care for small animals and even providing a boarding service. 
My friend, Dr. David Weber, and his staff are always my choice for my animals. It should be yours as well. Located conveniently at 4300 Sterlington Road, which is 165 North, you can reach out to them at 345-4545. That's 345-4545. Tell them you heard it here on ESPN 97.7, North Monroe Animal Clinic, the official animal care provider of Terry Waldrop and the Edge. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's The Edge with Terry Waldrop on ESPN 97.7. Hey, welcome back in ESPN 97.7, The Edge, Terry Waldrop. Uh, This segment brought to you by our friends at GB Cooley, reminding you to support an incredibly worthwhile cause, folks, the Louisiana Special Olympics. If you're looking for something to support, you simply cannot do better than that. So, uh, GB Cooley supporting Louisiana Special Olympics. Uh, a bunch of text out there, and, and I'm going to get to these. 888-993-7762, 888-993-7762. We're talking the first segment, and we ran this. A high school coach, a two-time state championship high school winning coach, including this year, was fired in Arizona, and he was cited that, hey, you're you're a really good teacher. We we like the teaching part of it. I guess the 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 confusing part to me would be you're an effective teacher, obviously, because you've gotten good uh, reviews. But you can't coach millennials. You can't relate to the millennials on your baseball team. But you do fine with the kids in the class. That a little bit of a mixed message to you, or is that just me reading into something? No, that's a mixed message. The Athletic director tells him, I've watched your players. They don't play with passion and enthusiasm. You ever been to a geometry class? How much passion and enthusiasm do you have in there? You got the one guy, right? And I'm not, I'm not knocking geometry, although it was the only class I ever made one F in one nine weeks. But I digress. The passion and enthusiasm factor. The athletic director says this. They try to get him to resign. Oh, by the way, this is after he won a state championship again. They take him to the principal. Same deal. He won't resign. She says, hey, you have a problem communicating with millennials. And then they basically, well, and the principal corrected this. Now, tell me this is not the ultimate bureaucrat. The principal said, well, and they interviewed her. Technically, we did not fire the coach. We just didn't renew his contract. Folks, this is like when you're working as a teenager. Back in the day when I was a teenager, everybody worked in fast food places. Yeah, they don't fire you. They just don't schedule you for any more hours ever. Yeah, yeah we didn't fire you. We're just not going to we're just going to put you uh on our inactive list, you know, for the next 70 years. But is that a typical bureaucrat? We didn't technically fire him. We just didn't renew him. Good stuff. Uh, uh, Andrew Dubach, if your boss tells you to, if your boss tells you to not enforce a rule and you fail to listen to your boss, isn't that insubordination? Ding, 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 winner, winner. Absolutely right. Andrew, Shane says, we got to make sure the kids get everything they want and maybe he hurt their feelings. Give them all trophies as well. And we, we got a bunch more I'm going to read. Let's see. Um, if you own a company and tell your manager that you put in charge as the CEO, you tell the manager, in order to compete with other businesses, we're no longer going to enforce certain regulations. 
he fails to make the adjustment, life isn't fair. You should be able to fire him. What's the difference in a public institution? Am I wrong? Yeah, because that guy's parents are not going to come complain. Sean tells us, I started playing football when I was in the third grade. Did not realize they had football in Crowville. Uh, it's not a knock on Crowville, by the way, much. I was in the third grade, and short of my parents, my coaches did more to mold my life, life choices than anyone. But more importantly, my coaches prepared me for the real world, how to mix it up with people of all races, any demographic, how to work together towards settling and achieving goals. Conflict resolution, yeah, interesting thing. They did that by teaching us that even athletics was secondary to operating within the boundaries of the world. Let's see. They gave you rules. They put you on a team, and they expect you to get along with people. Folks, let me explain something as well, and you know this. I'm preaching to the choir here. You're not going to like everybody you work with. Do you think the New Orleans Saints, do you think all those guys just love each other? Or the Golden State Warriors? Or the Texas Rangers? Or the West Monroe High School football team? Or the soccer team at St. Francis? There are people you don't like. There's people in your business you don't like. Some more than others. That's human nature. But, you know, you can't go punch out Joe from accounting simply because you don't like him. You know, eight years ago he hit the home run on you in church league softball. You haven't forgiven him for that yet, especially because he kind of sneered at you as he rounded the bases. I get it. As much as you would like to shove the bat down Joe's throat, you can't do it. Why? Because we are a society of rules and laws. And while it might feel really good to shove the bat down Joe's throat for that 10 seconds it takes to do it, it is a lifetime of hurt coming your way if you do. Conflict resolution. One of the greatest things athletics teaches, and the coaches are the exact role models to do that in most cases. I appreciate the compliment, uh, Mr. Dubach, on the show. Yeah, I wanted to start off hard today. Uh, another one, uh, the 1-6 says he was doing exactly like they wanted. He won championships, and everyone got a trophy. Hypocrites. Look, folks, if you think administrators' number one goal is to have you win, you're missing the boat. I, I, you're, you heard me right. That's not the number one goal of administrators, folks. It's not to have you win championships and to hoist that trophy. Now, that's a byproduct. They, you know, a lot of them don't mind it. Some of them actually do. Some of them don't want to see you have success, especially if they happen to coach that sport before you. <laughs> that happens all over the country. Hey, I want you to win, but just not quite as much as I did because it sort of makes me look bad. And then you have other administrators that are some of the greatest people you'll ever meet. They do everything they can to help you be successful. Oh, by the way, look at the successful programs around uh, year after year after year. Yeah, you'll find a combination of school board, of administration, principals, of athletic directors, coaches, and largely parents that sort of stay between the ditches there and all work together. And lo and behold, they have successful programs. You also have train wreck programs where everybody hates each other, where everybody is is out to get each other. Parents, teachers, prince, I mean, you name it. it you know, it's, it's like a cutthroat card game with thieves. <laughs> you don't know, you're, you know you're going to get stabbed. You're just not sure by who. And those programs never succeed. They're always underachieving. And a lot of them have tremendously talented players in a lot of cases. And so, again, I'm going off on this 
simply for the fact, John Tabor, that this individual, and you see him all over the country, John Tabor, all over the country. There was a coach in Michigan. He was the Nash, or excuse me, the Michigan High School Coach of the Year this year. What a state championship! Last week, he submitted his resignation. The reason, parents. Here is his quote. I have a lot of different reasons why I wanted to resign and only a few reasons to stick around. I thought our administration was really supportive of our program, and they did a great job. But I thought there were some things early in the year, small situations that were mind-blowing. I dealt with our fan club. That's their version of the booster club. I ended up having a meeting with them. I thought the meeting was out of line. At the end of the day, the reason I'm resigning is because of parents. I don't want to deal with them. The last five years I've been at this school, I've given it my life and my time. I could have spent my time spending time with my family and doing other things. I really, really enjoy coaching. But the parents have taken the fun and enjoyment right out of it. Maybe this is just on me. Maybe I don't have thick enough skin anymore or the will to put up with it. For the amount of time that I put in what I get paid, it's not worth it. So when coaches do... Surveys. They do surveys of coaches. Combative parents are number one in most concerning issues. Folks, it's epidemic. It's mind-boggling how bad this is. And if you haven't dealt with it in a while or your kid's in junior high or or, or, or daddy ball or wherever it is, it ain't going to be much longer before you do lose it. And so a bunch of text to read we get back. I'm going to get into uh, something, sort of a, uh, a sideline to this, and entitlement issues in parents and in players. Are we seeing more of it? And if so, why? You're listening to ESPN 97.7, Terry Walter, The Edge, this segment sponsored by our friends at PowerWorks Gourmet Pizza by Design. It was Jay's birthday yesterday. So if you get into PowerWorks, wish him a belated happy birthday. Go see him on Tower Drive in Monroe next to Nukes. Tell them you heard about it on The Edge and ESPN. More sports psychology when we return. Don't put your life on the line when you dig. Do what the pros do. Respect the marks. Dig with care. And before you dig, call 811 Louisiana One Call. I'm Kevin Alexander. I'm Dan Parker. Car wrecks. Medical malpractice. Accidents happen. That's how we'll meet. If you've been hurt, remember. Call 322-7373. Parker Alexander Law. How many ways to say congratulations to the graduate? Well, National Jewelry has many, from diamond pendants to engraved gifts of silver. Like the silver cuff bracelets starting at only $21. Engravable bar necklaces under $50. There's silver jewelry boxes, money clips, picture frames, and much more. And all gift wrap free at National Jewelry on Reynolds Drive, Ruston. Your diamond and engagement ring store. Special Olympics of Northeast Louisiana provides athletic competition and year-round sport training for children and adults with intellectual disabilities. It gives them the opportunity to develop fitness, demonstrate courage, and experience the joy of competing. For more information, go to www.laso.org or call 1-800-345-6644.
Did you know that leg pain in your leg could be a symptom of peripheral vascular disease or PAD? Don't ignore your leg pain any longer. Get to the heart of the matter and call a heart, lung, and vascular clinic location today to schedule an appointment. 329-1900. Dr. Blaine M. Borders has clinics in West Monroe, Monroe, and Winsboro with outpatient vascular procedures for your care and convenience. Are you feeling more tired than normal, shortness of breath, or leg pain? Remember the heart, lung, and vascular clinic and Dr. Blaine M. Borders. Call 329-1900. I'm back, and I'm better than ever. for making things better. The Edge with Terry Waldrop is back and better than ever. Hit Terry up at 888-993-7762 to join in on all the fun. Hey, welcome back in ESPN 97.7, The Edge. Terry Waldrop minus one Jamie Foxx today, who I told you before is meeting with his probation officer this morning. So we hope that goes. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Jamie had a few things to do this morning. Uh, This segment of our show, sponsored by Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital, simply the best pet care you're going to get, US 165 North in Monroe, our title sponsor, and we're very appreciative of Dr. Weber. Uh, Before the break, we were talking about a baseball coach, a state championship winning coach in Florida, excuse me, Arizona, just won the state championship, brought in, and uh, they tried to force him to resign. He wouldn't. They fired him, according to him. And according to the brilliant administrator, the principal, uh, we didn't fire him. We actually just didn't renew his contract, which I don't know if you've ever had that happen to you before. Yeah. Uh, bottom line is you don't get paid no more. So the curious thing is most places you have to teach, especially as a head coach, and just about every state I've ever dealt with, you have to teach, especially public schools. You have to teach, and then you coach as a supplement. So you have to have a teaching job. So I'm wondering if his millennial lack of millennial communication skills manifested in the classroom as well. Sort of curious, maybe. Of course, then again, a lot of times you don't have the civics teacher, uh, you don't have the parents in that room complaining that the coach is unfair and, you know, since his grade is a C in civics, that that's going to stop them from going to the New York Yankees. But I digress. We have the guy in Minnesota, the basketball coach, another state championship winning thing. Like, look, the parents are out of control. I had to meet with a booster club. And the booster club basically calls him on the carpet. Oh, by the way, did I fail to mention in the earlier segment, he had to suspend five of his seniors this year. By the way, I'm guessing, and I don't have factual information on this, but just a highly educated guess, I'm guessing that some of those seniors, their parents were pretty high up in the booster club. Just a guess on my part. They skipped school, and they did a couple of other things that were against team rules, and so he suspended them for a brief time. Wait, are, are, are you saying that there are rules on the team, they broke said rules, and there were consequences they had to suffer because of their decisions? Oh, by the way, not only did those kids get punished, but what about your whole team? Now that those kids can't practice and play, so the whole team gets punished because of selfish decisions 
five seniors made. And look, I get the fact kids make mistakes. That's a, I won't tell you it's a great thing, but it's a learning tool. So you chose to do something. You knew it was wrong. It was against the rules. You were caught, and you had to pay a penalty for your decisions. Not only did you have to pay it, but your team had to pay it. And mommy and daddy do not like that because it's not fair. <laughs> Coach talks about that. He goes, look, I, you know, I've got rules or I've got guidelines. You can't have both, folks. In Dallas-Fort Worth. Now, I know the basketball people there. I don't know the football coach. DeSoto High School just won a 6A state championship in Texas, 16-0. Pretty good season over there in 6A in Texas. Uh, likely at least half a dozen, if not more, Division One kids coming out of there every year. Now, I, and I talked about this last week, and I want to put it in perspective for you. DeSoto School District is about 80% African-American and Hispanic. Why is that important? Well, let me tell you why. They had a coach a couple years ago, and they've largely been underperforming for the most part in football. Now, basketball, they're a powerhouse. They put kids in Division One almost every year. I had several of those kids myself. So basketball, they're, they're really, really good. They got their act together. They had a guy that had been there for football for a while. that had been okay. He took a small college assistance job a couple years ago. They hired a new guy that came in. Uh, the first year, the guy goes, I want to say, like, maybe eight and four, something of that. I mean, it was it was a considerable improvement. They run the table at 16-0 this year and win the 6A state championship in Texas, which, folks, uh, Texas and California, if you're winning 6A state championships there, you're doing something right. That means you got players and they're at any level in any state, but especially just the sheer number of teams in those states that you have to go through. They had a school board meeting last week. And the purpose was to probably remove the the coach. Now, in all fairness and all transparency, the coach is white, the head coach. A couple of the board members had made remarks, we need to get a coach back in that relates to our players better. Ah, there's more, though. Come to find out that the former coach didn't like his college gig. Guess where he's trying to come back to? Ah, that's right, DeSoto High School. Got a couple board members in his pocket. So the players, and on this team, the players, I think it's right at 100% African-American. You you might have a couple white kids on there, but it's, it's, you know, almost 100% African-American. The players held a prayer vigil in front of the school board meeting, praying for their coach and showing support. Guys, they weren't supporting a white coach. They weren't supporting a black coach. They were supporting their coach, the guy that was the head of their program. You got a couple NFL guys that have played at DeSoto, tweeted out very similar comments. What are we doing firing this guy? Why are we firing? And both these were African-American NFL players. Are we firing him because he's white? That makes no sense. And so, again, what are we doing? You have good coaches. I don't care what color you are. What re- It doesn't matter. If you're good at what you do and you impact people's lives, shouldn't that positively, shouldn't that count for something? Anyway, massive, massive, massive 
uh, groundswell in DeSoto, and they've sort of tabled that thing for a while. Who knows what's going to happen? Now, let me ask you a question. If you were that coach, and you know their school board members are out to get you, the principals, and again, you got to understand the principal's point of view. He serves at the pleasure of the superintendent and of the school board. So he's got skin in the game. If he goes one side or the other and it's the wrong side, yeah, welcome to Walmart. Can I help you find anything? Same as the athletic director. My point being, if you're the coach, are you looking elsewhere at this point? And not because of the kids. The kids are wonderful. The kids have you back, have your back, just like you had theirs. Nobody asked for a racial quota on that. It's just people helping people. But yet as the adults interject their personal agendas into this, and folks, you have it the other way as well. There are absolutely there's situations where they're not going to hire African-American coaches in a predominantly white district. It happens. The deal in Boston the other day when they were booing and making uh, racial remarks toward one of the players for the Orioles, folks, wake up. It happens. And it's happened since the beginning of time. I don't condone that. As a matter of fact, it, it just repulses me. However, it's a fact of life. You don't want to go. You, you, you don't. You don't condone that. You try to confront it at every every opportunity you get. But there are certain people that are just they feel that way, and it is it was with all races. Athletics is the one thing, the one thing for the most part. That you just go out and play. I'm playing basketball. It doesn't matter the race, nationality, ethnicity, uh, you know who your parents are. I, you know we're playing basketball five on five. I, I got to guard you. It doesn't matter. That's the beauty of athletics. It teaches you as Shaw Williams text in. It teaches you to work together for a common goal. Starlington won the state championship in football this year. I do believe all those kids got championship rings. And they have a diversity of kids on their team. Some played a lot of a huge role actually in the games. Some didn't get off the bench. You had coaches that played a bigger role than others. Some coaches didn't do a whole lot. Everybody shared in that championship. That's a special part of athletics. We won a national championship in 2006. I had a player on my team. We were practicing over Christmas. And he's, a, he's actually a high school, a very successful high school coach now over there. Practicing over Christmas. He had tried out for our team t- two years in a row. To be honest with you, he wasn't good enough. Really good athlete, just wasn't a very good basketball player. Probably been a great football player. About 6'2", about 185, solid rock, uh, nice enough kid. Just He wasn't good enough at the end of the day. We're practicing over the holidays. And if you've ever been in a college practice over the holidays, they're, they're pretty difficult because you got no school going on. You can really work them. And college basketball teams get made or get broken over the Christmas holidays. You get better or you get worse, and that sets the tone for your January, February, March runs or not. We're practicing one day, and I had a couple kids go down with injuries. Nothing major, but this, I, I pulled them out of practice. And so we're running a couple drills, and I've got this kid who's been at every one of our practices the entire year sitting in the stands after we cut him. I'd always speak to him, nice, pleasant kid. Just sit there and watch our practices. 
This kid's sitting in the press. And, and, oh, by the way, he is, uh, I think he's from Houston. But he's in Fort Worth over the holidays. So he's paying his own ticket to be in Fort Worth just to watch our practices and games. Sitting up in the stands. I had nine people left in my drill. Like, hey, Jeremy, come here. Come be part of this drill. Kid comes down in his blue jeans. I throw him in the drill. I just need a body. He is doing everything in his power. Now, a lot of kids, you put them in that drill, they're going to dive on the floor and do crazy stuff and hurt your real players. This kid got it. He doesn't dive on the floor. He doesn't act crazy. He competes, which is what he's good at, and he does that for about an hour and a half in blue jeans. Into practice, I called uh, the equipment guy over, like, hey, go get this kid some practice stuff. Uh, We're working out this afternoon. And I told him that, and boy, he was fired up. Well, fast forward two and a half months later, that kid gets a national championship ring simply because he was available to be there when nobody else was. And we had a bunch of people try out. This kid's there. He gets it, and he never played, but he's part of that team. The kids loved him. So, you know, you can wait for your ship to be in, but you can't be in the men's room when your ship comes in. You can't be at the concession stand. You listen to ESPN 97.7, Terry Waller. We return your text. Your thoughts and more. ESPN 97.7. This segment sponsored by my friends at Spa Novell. Folks, you cannot, look, if you're in the doghouse or if you just want to make your wife, your girlfriend, your mom, your aunt, whoever, very, very happy, check out my friends at Spa Novell, Lemmy Lane and Monroe. Pamper the special people in your life. Lemmy Lane and Monroe. 318-807-1060. Spa Neville for that great graduation, Mother's Day gift, whatever you need. Tell them you heard about it on the edge in ESPN. Back in a minute. the retirement liquidation sale at Backus True Value Hardware in Ruston and everything must go. Many items marked at 50% off. Further reductions have been made on all rental equipment. All guns and bows are sale price to move. It's a wall-to-wall store closing sale at Backus. One half price on many items like assorted tools, nuts, bolts, and screws, and other hardware. Christmas items too. Backus is closing so everything must go. Sale hours 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. daily close Sunday. Backus True Value Hardware and Rental. 103 North Service Road, Ruston. Hi, I'm Greg Tilly. Check this out. A finished sheetrock double wide with glamour bath, wood cabinets. It is a four bedroom, three bath loaded with quality features for only $69,995. You've got to see it today at Greg Tilly's in Bossier City. If you could talk to your animal when they say, they're telling you to take me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. Listen closely and you'll hear what Dr. David Weber hears. That's a thank you for taking me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. For your animal's health care, call Dr. David Weber at North Monroe Animal Hospital, 345-4545. No animal too small or too large. Well, you better call Dr. Weber first on that one, 345-4545. If you need a vehicle with lots of room, Jay Mallard Ford Lincoln has it. Jay has two new Ford Transit Connect wagons at incredible sale prices. They're roomy with seating for seven, which make them perfect for a growing family. They've got a low stance and big back door, which make them perfect for delivery vehicles. Either way, the price is perfect, $6,500 off MSRP. Two new Ford Transit Connect wagons on sale at J. Mallard Ford Lincoln in Jonesboro. JMallardFord.com. A home is your comfort, your shelter. It's a place where you grow and become. I always wanted that for us. 
a backyard to play in, a front porch to call ours, a home we could be proud of. Because of Washita Valley Federal Credit Union, we were able to have it. Washita Valley Federal Credit Union, making good things happen. Good morning. Here's the latest weather conditions for our area. Increasing cloudiness with a 90% chance of showers on this afternoon with a high of 76 degrees. Cloudy skies, 80% chance of rain on tonight, a low 52. Probably cloudy skies and cooler on tomorrow and a high of 68 degrees. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's The Edge with Terry Waldrop on ESPN 97.7. Hey, welcome back in ESPN 97.7. You have time to text us as numerous people have done. You also have time to give us a call. Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union. Hotline 888-993-7762, 888 uh, our friend Jay, I hate the coach loses their job, so a couple brats can maybe play one or more two years of high school baseball. When did their happiness take over? The, what did it take for their happiness to take over this guy's livelihood? Uh, look, just crazy things out there, folks. Uh, and I'm going to cover it tomorrow. I've, I've got a bunch more stuff on this. We have parents that are suing coaches simply because – their kids don't get scholarships. Uh, got another friend of mine that's a writer. Uh, <laughs> talking about a uh, being harassed by some family members for not putting their son on a specific all-star team. You've got to be kidding me. But, nope, everybody is an All-American these days. Everybody, you know, it's like travel ball. If my kid's not good enough, I'll start my own team. I will find a level where my kid can be really good. Unbelievable stuff. Oh, the the Arizona baseball coach, and I'll throw this out to you guys. And John Tabor, I'll throw this to you as well. The Arizona baseball coach said, you know, I was too tough. Apparently, I was too tough on the millennials. By too tough being I held them to standards. I put rules. I enforce the rules that I put out there. Are we, are we into the coaching zone now like this? How many people have seen kids in a mall? You know, the kid is, is anywhere from, I don't know, 3 to 40, whatever your kid is. And the kid keeps messing up, keeps doing something. And the parents are like, hey, if you do that again, you're getting a spanking. Hey, you do that again, I'm going to take away your electronics. Hey, you do that again. It's a threat, but it's an empty threat, and the kid looks at him like, yeah, right. How many of you know people like that? If you do that, boy, if you do that one more, if you do that ten more times, I'm really going to get you. And if kids grow up with that, and then, God forbid, somebody holds them accountable? You mean I've got to be here at 7 o'clock in the morning? Well, I, you know, I had a bad night last night. I'm just going to roll in about 7.30. Doesn't work like that, Chief. Go get a job at CenturyLink and then go in late and just go have your mom talk to the CEO. I'm sure it'll be okay. Because it worked in high school, right? Unbelievable what's going on. So, Tabor, I'll ask you this. What's too tough on kids in high school? You tell me. What What's too tough? I don't I don't even know anymore. And I think that's oh, a lot oh, of the problem is 
I, you know, I had a basketball coach that was old school. You know, he he referred to himself as an old fuddy duddy. But and and just like Jay said, we all wore slacks and a shirt and tie. If it was at a home game, if it was a home game, we didn't have to wear a tie, but we had to wear a collared shirt and slacks. It, it wasn't even. It wasn't even discussed. It was just known, and that was the way it was. If you didn't, you didn't dress. You didn't even think about not doing it. It never yeah, crossed it never your cro- mind. It, well, it never crossed your mind because you knew if you didn't come appropriately dressed and and, and hair looking decent, and hey, we, we were allowed facial hair, but it had to be kept neatly. But if you did, if if those rules weren't followed and you showed up, for practice you sat on the bench and then you ran afterwards if it was a game you traveled but you didn't dress that night didn't matter if you were a freshman manager or the senior point guard so there were there were but parameters we, yeah, but we didn't th- we didn't think we just thought of it as that is but we also took pride in looking good when we got off that bus because there were other teams that quite frankly did not look as good as us we had a rule, and again, I think we emulate our, our coaches, our managers, the people that impact our lives early on. We had a rule, and I got this from uh, from Lewis Orr, who was a Hall of Fame coach I worked for in junior college, and I worked for uh, for John Lyles down at Southeastern Louisiana. And, and I emulated these guys on it, and I didn't understand it when I was an assistant, but I understood it when I was a head coach. We had a rule when everybody went on the road. And you see all college teams, a lot of high school teams have them. You have travel sweats. In other words, you'll have your, you know, if you're at ULM, you'll, and I've seen their stuff, you'll get the ULM Adidas top, you'll get the, the, the pants and, and the shoes and, and what have you. And a lot of people will have several sets of that. The point being, when you go on a road, you go to Orlando, you go to Atlanta, you go wherever, everybody is representing that brand. And everybody has them. It doesn't matter. Everybody collegiately has them. And when we go into a restaurant, everybody is wearing that uniform. Everybody's wearing those travel sweats. You want to project a unified front, if you will. And you know, and, and Chuck tells me about Coach Riggs in Tallulah um, having rules and regular. Absolutely, I saw Coach Riggs coach many a time. And you look at the success he had with that program and the kids after that. So thanks, Chuck. Good point. Uh, but the, going back to it, and when I was a head coach, we did the same thing. And so invariably, I'd have a freshman. I didn't have any freshmen, to be honest with you, because I didn't like them. Uh, but we'd have a freshman or somebody that would come in, and we'd go to a restaurant to eat pregame, or we'd go before the game. The one that just strikes my mind, we were coming to play. I think we were going to play in New Orleans, and we had a game in Streetport. We were eating at a buffet, casino buffet in Streetport, and I had one of my kids that uh, forgot his top. He had his pants on, which were uh, the blue Nike stuff. It's really nice, but he didn't have his top on. A couple of older guys like, look, man, uh, Walter's going to go crazy. You better go get your top. Oh, no, no, don't worry about it. Well, the whole team sat there and waited in line as he went back to the charter bus with one of my coaches and got his top. Now, was it that big a deal that he didn't have his top? Yeah, it was. Because that was something that those kids knew to be a steadfast rule. We didn't have many rules on our team, to be honest with you. Follow the school rules, follow the law. That covers 99% of anything you ever get into. School rules say, and this is college, if the school rules say you can't have beer or alcohol in your dorm, don't have beer or alcohol. 
if the law says you have to drive 15 in the school zone, drive 15 in the school zone. Covers 99% of stuff, folks. But my big pet peeve was being on time. We practice at 9, don't bebop in at 8.59. And, you know, it's something that you indoctrinate your players into. You know, you just do. The other thing was all for one, one for all. Didn't care what color you were, what country you were from, what religion you were. None of that mattered to me. We were all one. But anyway, we made that point with that kid. This whole team is penalized because you didn't think a detail was important. What if you're getting on a plane today, you hope the mechanic thinks details are important? Eh, I probably don't need to check that. I know it's probably good. Yeah, well, it might not be. And so we have to have rules in discipline. There are some over the top and crazy. Yeah, sure, sometimes. Steve chimes in, and this is good stuff. What did uh, John Wooden tell Bill Walton? Bill Walton was in the uh, the summer of protest out in the counterculture of Los Angeles, culture in Los Angeles, protesting every day. Went in and told uh, Coach Wooden, hey, Coach, and this is after he's a two-time national player of the year. Coach uh, and Coach Wooden had a rule against facial hair. Bill Walton said, Coach, I disagree with that. I think it's my constitutional right to have facial hair, and, and I'm going to grow a beard. Bill Walton's the two-time NCAA Player of the Year. UCLA is in the middle of their eight million championship run. Uh, Bill Walton described this. So did John Wooden. John Wooden looked at Bill Walton, and this is right before the first practice of the year, when everybody else had shaved. Bill Walton was not. And John Wooden looked at Bill Walton and said, "Hey, sure gonna miss you this year, Bill. Good luck." Well, Bill Walton says, "Yep, I went to the uh, bathroom, barred one of the disposable razors, and basically uh, massacred my face getting the beard off because John Wooden was not playing today. There'll be 19 lawyers ready to file suit against John Wooden for that, and we wonder why we are, why we are. Good stuff today, folks. I again, I just like to bring attention to stuff that." It is. It steps on people's toes. It makes you uncomfortable sometimes. I like that because we can't get anything accomplished if we don't learn and try to understand what people with differing viewpoints think and why they think that. not saying they're right or wrong, or you for that matter. But I think the more we learn about things, the better we are. And, again, this gutless administrative thing is going nationwide. It's rampant. Parents. Uh, absolutely destroying so many good coaches. And the problem is the parents don't pay the price for that. You know who pays the price for that? Your kids. Think of the good coaches and teachers you had. What if you didn't have them? How would your life have been different? Something to think about. Thanks to our sponsors today, Spa Avail, Pie Works Gourmet Pizza by Design, GB Cooley, Mr. Bobby Manning, Attorney at Law, and our title sponsor, Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union, and our title sponsor, Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital, simply the best pet care you're going to get anywhere, ladies and gentlemen, in the free world. Thanks to all you guys that text in. Ty, I appreciate the uh, the heads up here, the, the the props out there, and we will keep rocking on. I uh, appreciate everybody texting. Sorry I didn't get to some of those. We will be back tomorrow with a fully loaded show. I'm going to go take some sedatives and try to calm down and get ready for tomorrow. Until then, for John Tabor, I'm Terry Waller. Make sure you listen to Sean Fox in the Sports Company this afternoon, I believe, at Three Bells. We'll see you tomorrow, folks. Aloha. Have a great day.
Thanks for listening to The Edge with Terry Waldrop. No matter what the topic, Terry will take it off. He's not scared, and you better not be either. We want to see you right back here every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. on ESPN 977 and ESPN977.com. Miss